Anda sedang menonton dan mendengar rancangan Berita Busters Satu rancangan mengenai berita dan hal ehwal semasa Yang berkaitan dengan COVID-19 di Malaysia, di rantau Asia Tenggara dan juga di seluruh dunia Saya adalah Zan Azli Dan saya Michelle Ibn Ah, So, minggu ini adalah episod di mana kami bercerita tentang isu media sosial dan sebaran berita palsu hmm. And my favorite is the name of the episode that I have come up with Whatsapp Whatsapp dengan kamu Apa tu? Oh, ya ke? Ya Okay, so kita mulakan dengan berita yang terkini Yang yang uh, pada pada kami hmm. telah menambak perhatian kami hmm. Okay, dan berita ini adalah uh, Beberapa hari yang lepas uh, Menteri Kanan kita, uh, Ismail Sabri Telah menyatakan bahawa Di Malaysia selama 2 minggu Dah tak ada lagi orang yang disabitkan kesalahan Menyebarkan berita palsu Yang berkaitan dengan COVID-19 Hmm, tanya dua minggu, minggu. yay tapi ni berita berkaitan dengan COVID-19 sahaja. Ini ini adalah berita palsu yang berkaitan so, dengan COVID-19. Berita palsu COVID-19. yang lain macam mana? Tak, tak tahulah mana. <laughs> berita palsu lain siapa Perdana Menteri semua tak tahulah. Kan? Uh, tapi ya, maknanya Malaysia boleh dikatakan berjaya bendung sebaran berita palsu mengenai COVID-19. Betul atau tidak? I mean this is really good news obviously. Uh, showing that Malaysians are kind of being responsible. But we also have to think about the fact that we had to enforce a law in order to get people to stop spreading fake news. And now that we have uh, enforced this law in the time of COVID-19, does it then curb into the freedom of us later on? Bebas, ke- kebebasan itself? media, kebebasan bersuara dan hmm, sebagainya betul? kan? Ha. Dan apa definisi berita palsu sebenarnya? Uh, you boleh disabitkan uh, salah for anything really yeah. as long as it falls under a very vague a vague definition, definition yang sebenarnya kalau kita lihat apa yang Jabatan Penerangan Malaysia telah keluarkan hmm. bahawa uh, apa yang, di, yang diberi definasi sebagai berita palsu adalah apa-apa berita yang mungkin mengkritik uh, pemimpin-pemimpin negara hmm. dan But, lain-lain lagi lah <laughs> banyak lagi lah uh, <laughs> guidelines dia semua sangat uh, tidak jelas uh, boleh tengok episod sebelum uh, ni yeah. kita ada buat satu episod hmm. tentang isu ini sebelum hmm. ini so okay? tak jelas and then basically undang-undang ni boleh digunakan untuk uh, almost apa-apa saja yeah, berita yang tidak disenangi um, pihak-pihak yang berkuasa hmm. Untuk episod ini, kita ada baris wartawan-wartawan uh, tersohor seperti biasa hmm. dan kita akan berbincang mengenai isu ini. Hari so, ini kita bersama dengan uh, seperti biasa wartawan-wartawan tersohor kita uh, dan minggu ini kita bersama uh, Lintan daripada Arab News, uh, Daniel Anthony daripada Kini TV dan juga Hadi Azmi daripada Benar News. Yay. Apa khabar semua? Okay, so hari ni hari ni episod kita seperti yang telah di kita umumkan tadi ha, dalam segmen pertama yes. adalah uh, WhatsApp with you. Hmm. Ooh, yo, what's love game? Are you are you guys like very in, like amused by my puns that I come up with yes, for the time? Yes, absolutely. Or, no, no, absolutely. it's not. Okay, so cerita pertama kita very, very adalah much, yes. <laughs> uh, cerita pertama kita adalah media sosial. <laughs> Kita dapat tahu sekarang kalau kita tengok di media sosial banyak berita-berita palsu yang disebarkan dan diedarkan di, di media sosial. Dan bila kita sebut media sosial ni, uh, antara media sosial yang paling popular untuk uh, berita-berita disebarkan tak kira palsu atau tak palsu, even though it inclines towards the palsu, adalah WhatsApp. 
WhatsApp adalah satu media sosial yang sangat uh, popular uh, dan juga ada Facebook, ada Twitter, ada Instagram dan, dan sebagainya. Kalau kita tengok pada awal-awal MCO ataupun PKP di Malaysia, uh, ini bulan 3 hari itu, uh, bila bila PKP ini mula di, 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 di when it was implemented kan, uh, kita tengok WhatsApp sebagai satu syarikat telah mengeluarkan kenyataan yang mengatakan bahawa mereka akan cuba membendung gejala atau masalah uh, sebaran uh, media sosial. Dan mereka kata, ok, mungkin tak bolehlah nak terus bendung, terus stop. Mereka ada encryption system dan sebagainya, mereka tak boleh tengok pun mesej-mesej kita. So, mereka tak tahu yang mana palsu dan mana tidak. Tapi mereka akan tambahkan lagi uh, filter ataupun proses untuk bagi orang susah sikit nak share. So, Hadi, tell us, how is this... Uh... What's that measure of not forwarding it working out for you? Uh, actually, for for myself, the the I've I've witnessed this uh, this feature where they limit you from forwarding messages to only like a few people at a time instead of like spreading it straight to a group, which is the uh, a bit detrimental to to how I work because reporters we often need to share information with like several people at once. So it's tedious in that way, but then I I can understand why um, WhatsApp is implementing it. Actually, I think if I'm not mistaken, they first started implementing it a while back when for cases happening uh, somewhere in uh, South Asia. So it was uh, I think from from what they learned from there, they decided to implement it worldwide for for COVID nineteen. But has it really been effective though? Because uh, personally, I'm still receiving a lot of fake news. So like Daniel, is it um has it been working out? I don't think so because the the whole nature of fake news is um it's not so much uh how to control it, but news in itself is how we stay informed about everything in the world. Uh, fake news in itself is an abuse of the system of news. So you know in in my eyes, it's a case of you know don't hate the player, hate the game because we need to tangani the kind of people who are abusing the system. If you put this measure in place, diorang punya matlamat is to break the system. So diorang kind of figure out ways to beat the system regardless of all these kind of things you put in place to, you know, beat it. Yeah, I guess I guess for for people who uh, are spreading fake news maliciously, knowingly spreading fake news, I think that would, for 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 them it would be like they will always find a, another way to to do it, but I guess for the people who are unknowingly sharing fake news, I think it is it is a filter that that, that can help prevent prevent them from from uh, unknowingly becoming like spreaders of information of fake information. I suppose. Betul. Sebab itu Facebook uh, mereka telah uh, berkata secara umum in public, dia kata dia ada masalah untuk membendung masalah orang orang share fake news ni, detect misinformation sebab. Uh, It's news, like like apa yang Daniel kata tadi. Uh, it's an abuse of the system. Diorang dah ada sistem untuk bagi orang kongsi maklumat. Tapi diorang ada masalah. Sebab uh, macam mana kita nak tahu apa yang tak betul, apa yang betul. Uh, dan mereka menggunakan artificial intelligence yeah. ataupun algorithm untuk 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 determine kan benda macam ni. Twitter ada bagi uh, solution. Solution diorang adalah sebelum pengguna nak share, sebelum diorang pengguna nak kongsikan, akan keluar sign. Dia akan tanya... Have you read the article? Dah baca article ni ke belum sebelum you share? Alin, apa pendapat kamu? Uh, it's good to tell, you know, the the sharer yang orang dah baca ke tak. Because, I mean, uh, and indeed that most of us uh, sometimes or most of the time do not read, uh, 
do not really read past the headlines. But I, I, I do want to focus on the specific demographic that are at, at a higher risk of uh, spreading and, and accepting and forwarding fake news. And these are the older generation. But interestingly, um, uh, majority of the research in uh, Western countries found out that most of the people who share fake news are the older generation. Uh, Asian Network for Public Opinion Research uh, Annual Conference in 2018, uh, they reported that uh, they both the young and the old, regardless of their education background and regardless of their age, uh, both uh, fall victim to sharing fake news, which is interesting. Uh, they found out that 30% of uh, their respondents uh, do share, uh, did share fake news. And to me, um, this could be a, a, an Indonesian trend, but it could also be a Southeast Asian trend. Betul. Now, uh, apa yang Ali kata tadi, hmm. sebenarnya boleh boleh membawa yeah, kita kepada story kedua, story kedua kita, mm-hmm. uh, iaitu uh, sebenarnya kalau kita tengok di, di mata dunia, di rantau Asia Tenggara, mereka kata negara-negara di Asia Tenggara adalah negara-negara yang sebenarnya paling berjaya membendung masalah berita palsu mengenai COVID-19. Mereka bagi contoh negara seperti uh, Vietnam dan Cambodia, mereka ada uh, mereka ada undang-undang yang uh, ketat hmm. kan bila bila ia berkaitan dengan uh, berita palsu, mereka kena saman, boleh masuk mahkamah dan juga mungkin dipenjarakan which is not very different from what uh, Malaysia has as well since mm. the covid-19 pandemic however there is also criticism that says that uh, all these uh, anti fake news laws all this clamp down on fake news is also a way to curb free speech so daniel what's your uh, thoughts about that well the anti fake news law has been controversial since it started out but I also want to come back to what I said just now about how people who spread fake news, they memang are going to find a way around this. So there is something that has, has happened recently. You know, kita orang, the, the whole nation's focus on the news now is bertempat siapa akan jadi PM, right? You know? Siapa so a fake PM news betul. thing that's been going on <laughs> is how do you create fake news about this? So people, you know, the the so-called fake news beginners, they can spread macam, oh, they decide that, then this one's going to be PM, that's going to be PM. But there's a trend now, and it's a, on the internet, people call it necro-bumping. It is digging up an old story from like five, six years ago and sharing it sebarkan and clicking on it sampai dia akan jadi trending and also sharing it out. So, what something actually recently happened with, among my family members is that regarding the PM ships, they dug up the story that oh, Pakatan Harapan setuju Dr. Mahathir akan jadi calon PM. And they're sharing it. And the people are saying, dah jadi, dah, dah decide, calon PM. You check the date on it, it's 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Do your family members listen to this show, watch this show? And then they're like, Daniel! Share the link with them. <laughs> it's, not fake, it's not fake news. It's, it's benar. <laughs> it's benar. Tapi dah basi lah. <laughs> And then you uncheck that the news site is 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 a real news site. It's not like those. There are some yeah, yeah. of people Photoshop, uh, screenshot, then Photoshop to headlines. This is real. It's an actual article. And you know how in news sites publish the date really small. Ha, macam macam Alin kata sebenarnya semua ini adalah negara-negara yang mempunyai kerajaan authoritarian. Mm. Tapi Alin, saya nak tanya kamu sebenarnya negara-negara authoritarian ni seperti Vietnam. Mereka berjaya membendung masalah COVID-19. Their infection rate is very low. Di Malaysia, kita dah hampir dah semalam, semalam berapa orang? Enam orang. Five right? or six. Ah, sebab 
kita pun masa awal-awal FCO, masa awal PKP, ramai orang masuk mahkamah sebab berita palsu COVID-19. Kan? So, mungkin ini adalah the trade-off we need to do. Screw democracy, tapi yes, kita tak mati sebab COVID-19. Well, this sounds like a lot of the argument uh, of uh, people or political scientists that are pro-authoritarian um, regime. They say it gets the job done. So, so screw our freedom. <laughs> well, I think we, we need to have, you know, perspective in the impact of uh, such fear tactics. It may, may work in the short. You get the kind of people that you want to do the things that you want. But it doesn't really solve the real issue, which is fake news. Uh, you have to remember that um, the tendency, if, if you really want to share something, you will find a way to share something. That, that's the reality of human nature. Uh, it doesn't really address the long run of... Um, how do we identify fake news as you know human society you know why everything has to be centralized has to be um, uh, focused on what the government can do for us we should look at alternative measures at addressing the issue of fake news um, even though in the short run using fear tactics may address the global pandemic uh, problem but in the in the long run um, we have to Remember that COVID-19 may be with us for a very, very long time. Maybe not just this year, maybe in a couple of years until it's, you know, there's a vaccine or whatever. Maksudnya, kalau kita pergi ke story ketiga kita, apa yang Alin dan Hadi dan Daniel cakap, kita tak tahu. Sebenarnya, dia apa yang kita sebab story ketiga ni adalah apa yang Malaysia, inisiatif Malaysia buat. Hmm. Kan, untuk membendung uh, berita palsu tentang COVID-19. Which Hadi is such a big fan of, obviously. <laughs> so, so diorang telah, uh, diorang menggunakan website sebenarnya.my. Yeah. Dan mereka ada telegram group juga untuk rakyat Malaysia yang nak tahu berita benar. Dan kalau tak silap saya, every day setiap hari, Kerajaan uh, Kementerian uh, Komunikasi akan keluarkan senarai berita-berita palsu untuk hari ini. Hmm. <laughs> kan? Adakah inisiatif ni sebenarnya ber, berjaya atau tidak? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still I'm still uh, not sold by this whole sebenarnya thing lah. It's it's there. It is actively trying to tell us what is uh, the correct one, what is not the correct one. But it is not. I think it's not marketed well enough for people to know. People I think most of the public still don't know what what sebenarnya is. I tengok website sebenarnya.my. I think it's like a short story uh, website to go and read fictional story about Sang Kancil dan Pak Pandi and all that. I don't know why that is the perception again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dia tak ada dia tak ada that feel of uh, of like authority there. So there's a Telegram channel for the MKN messages and there's also a Telegram channel for sebenarnya.my. Yes. So in that kind of situation, Daniel, um, there's always a wealth of information out there, but the government is trying to streamline the information by telling you to join like the MKN Telegram channel. But then, the government initiative, Subnanya.my, also has a Telegram channel. How do you then uh, think the public will consolidate the information that they read? Like, do I now have to join both the Telegram channels? And like, if I join both the channels, what if I compare the news side by side? Will it be current? Will it be different? <laughs> So, as a member of the public, how, uh, what is your advice to them to, like, how do they sort of consolidate that? Should they just go and read Malaysia Kini instead? Those people who take initiative to compare, maybe, yeah, it would be very confusing for them. And, uh, but I think for the greater public out there who kind of, as Arlene said, baca headline je, then believe dah. 
So I think one message is enough to convince them they're not going to dig deep into the situation unless they have a legit interest in the story. So, you know, my family, pasal sometimes if it's talking about I'm, you know, some topic that they're quite invested into, they will go into it and start asking me or then I can see during Skype call or WhatsApp call with somebody and they're bincang-bincang for half an hour and trying to figure out which one is right, which one is wrong. You know, while sites like sebenarnya.my, which, um, you know, hint-hint at the kebencangan kebenaran that I was mentioning earlier, is, uh, you know, they give this information, tapi it also creates this ground for people who have more questions, tapi tak boleh tanya, because I'm not mistaken, the Telegram group is a broadcast group. There was an instance, uh, I think, near the time when they opened up, was it phase two or phase three, just before Raya, when they opened up interstate travel, I think it was between like the 7th to the 10th of May or something like that. And uh, there was an MKN message that came in right after that uh, on the 11th or the 12th that said, uh, now you are no longer allowed to interstate travel, even if it's for work or for deaths. And uh, a lot of messages uh, in my like family, for example, came in and they're like, what? So we're not allowed to like even travel back? Then how am I going to go to work? Because that was the time when industries were also opening up again. Um, but the actual fact of it was the message, what the message really meant was that if you've already traveled from point A to point B, you're no longer allowed to go from point B to point A or point B to point C. So you're only allowed this one time travel and that's it. So then in cases like that, Arlene, you know, how do you think people uh, should uh, react or how do you think people should um, go and look for their new sources? Because it's a lot of work. Like you said, the, it's the older generation that are more adverse to this this kind of thing and falling for fake news, right? And people are generally not very uh, rajin. La. They're not going to go look for, you know, side-by-side comparisons or whatever. So uh, how should people try to find like the most... I guess, accurate news source possible. Which is why we have people sharing news on social media is, is that <laughs> that drive wanting uh, news, uh, the drive to want to get as much stories as possible to understand, you know, what is happening around them. Um, to be honest, there's, there's no real news because the system of, uh, of sourcing stories in Malaysia is is I would say it's a bit broken, <laughs> partly because this is uh, the, the lack of freedom of expression. And, and we, I mean, imagine someone living somewhere in Sabah and, and, and they wanting to get, you know, they, they want to get stories about, you know, their own community or things that is happening within Malaysia. What if they have more questions? Hence why, why you have people sharing videos or, or, or na- their own opinion pieces <laughs> and then we share it to for- forward it to other people partly it's because they know that there's something out there that, that needed you know, to be uncovered but they just do not know like you know where to get the sources hence the spreading of fake news it is a, they also need to be a clear def- uh, separation between what is fake news and what is unconfirmed news because we have seen on we have seen on we have seen on WhatsApp like someone recorded a video nampak uh, KKM punya officer pakai PPE pergi angkut orang pada speed mic bawa the stretcher lepas tu macam and then when the press ourselves ask KKM about this or they say like oh fake news how can it be fake news who goes around in PPE form and you know and pick up random people <laughs> painting kan have have some somebody 
saying something about it. Don't just simply dismiss it. You know, because like early during the early days of MCO, there were like a lot of um, people who were on ground saying that hey, KKM actually came to my shop and then pick up like my colleague who was I don't know what happened to him. But then KKM say, oh, fake news. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> on that note, sebenarnya. <laughs> Oh, sebenarnya, uh, I think we had a, we had quite a fruitful discussion, yes. perbincangan yang sangat bernas dan uh, saya ingin sekali lagi mengucapkan terima kasih kepada Alintan, kepada Hadi Azmi dan kepada Daniel Anthony. Terima kasih sangat kerana meluangkan masa dengan kami. Sebenarnya. <laughs>
It's not and it's not a credible source. I mean, I'm sure she's credible for other things like how to make rendang and stuff like that. Hey, but please domesticating women. No. Oh my god. Or you know, building a fence or a chicken coop <laughs> or a oh, tree house. Macam mana nak halau biawak mungkin dia tahu lah. Ah, how to cook the biawak also. <laughs> but for news, uh, to check of uh, to verify news, it's always best to go back to news sources. Yep. That's what I'm trying to say yeah. here. So while checking with your family members, even if your family members are journalists and so on, it's not like they have all the time in the world to sit there and fact check all your news lah. Okay. Yeah. So kalau anda ingin baca lebih lanjut dan ada video juga pergi ke faq.whatsapp.com. Mm-hmm. Ah. Or you can even go to disinfect.com because we have a whole infographic that we made before this came out. Yeah, betul. To show you that you know it basically says the same thing. Yeah, betul, betul, yeah. betul. Okay. So itu saja. Untuk minggu ini, anda telah pun menonton dan mendengar uh, Berita Busters. Uh, saya adalah Zan Azli. Dan saya, Cheryl Ubusawan. Dan anda boleh uh, menonton episod-episod lain uh, Berita Busters ini di semua platform fatbidin.com uh, dan juga di website disinfect.com. Dan itu juga website yang akan memberi dapat pelbagai infografik dan motion grafik tentang berita palsu mengenai COVID-19. Hmm, dan yeah. rancangan ini dibawa oleh Rights, Rights Foundation. Foundation. Terima kasih.